It's hard to believe that 2020 is almost over, and thank goodness, but we still have a little ways to go. Not only that, but there's still a lot of great music that came out while I was taking a break, and I wanna talk about it. So you know what that means. Let's grab Scott and let's do a music meeting. This is The Tim Gavin Show, a holistic look at music and pop culture. One thing that isn't temporary is our love of new music and our love of, you know, either praising or just absolutely dunking on. And I think we're going to do a lot of both this week. Uh, yeah, there's a lot coming, especially um, especially when we get to the more mainstream stuff. There's, oh, yeah. uh, there, there's a lot of dunking going to be happening on that uh, those in particular, I'm going to say, right now. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think let's, let's kick things off here. We got a, a really a really cool collaboration that I'm really excited to talk about. The Knox and Foster the People, all about you. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of what you would expect, especially from a group like Foster the People being involved with it as well. Uh, but at the same time, like, I dig it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I actually, I get some Tame Impala kind of vibes from this song, don't you? Yeah, yeah, now that you say it, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's a combination I, w- I really wasn't expecting, but, you know, considering how the two bands sound, they, they blend really well together. Oh, for I would, sure. I would listen to a whole album of this. Like, I mean, just have the Knox remix some Foster the People tracks, call it a day. I'd listen to that. <sighs> Oh, what are we just going to have like pumped up kicks, get back up to number one in 2020? (laughs) Maybe. It could happen. Yeah. Crazier things have happened. Exactly. I'm sure they could take a shot at it. Uh, The next one, though, on our list, Little Strange. It is. It's uh, Danny Elfman and Happy. Yeah. I... I'm so drawn to this song. Like, well, you know, Danny, El- D- Danny Elfman, he has made a lot of like some of our favorite movie scores, but yeah. a lot of people don't know. He is a very accomplished singer songwriter because he was frontman for Oingo Boingo. Yes. And I mean, when you put that fact in with, you know, just the vibe you get from this song and how kind of strange and weird it is, it totally makes sense. It does. And the way that this song is mixed, like the way it's composed, it this is basically the soundtrack for a mental breakdown. And I mean, there's a lot of that going on right now, especially as we get um, closer and closer to Christmas and all these restrictions in place in, well, mo- the majority of provinces, if not all. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know what's weirder, though, the song itself or the video for the song. Oh, by far the video. In fact, like, if you had the song on its own, I don't think it would be that weird. But adding that bizarre, just craziness that was the video, that's really what takes it over the edge for me. Oh, totally. Totally. It's, uh, yeah, it's just strange in general. It is, but you know, you gotta have some songs like that too. Like, not everything needs to be like super bright, cheery, and just super accessible. Sometimes you just need to have that weirdness as kind of a palate cleanser. And that's kind of what I had been talking about, like um, when it comes to stuff on the radio and whatnot too, and our conversations that we have with the listeners. Um, 
people actually have asked questions like, oh, why don't you talk about more happy things? Well, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows right now, guys. Exactly. Like, we're trying, but it's hard right now. Like, we're even feeling it, okay? It's it's not going to be all the time where you're going to have us come off the end of a song and sound super happy. There's times where we're going to convey our emotions, like this morning, for example. Um, this morning being, what are we, Wednesday, the morning after restrictions were announced in Alberta. I get on, and I'm just like, this this sucks. Like, there's no sugarcoating that. Yeah, but I, was, I found myself actually kind of cheerful today because, like, uh, I got to, you know, make an announcement that's, Health Canada has approved the COVID-19 vaccine. So that was pretty cool. For sure. For sure. Uh, the next one is definitely a Tim ad to the list. Uh, oh, yeah. Because I don't know how many times a week I get a message about Stephen Wilson. <laughs> and King Ghost is out. <laughs> yeah, well, we actually got a twofer for here. A couple songs off of his next album, King Ghost and 12 Things I Forgot. And... These two songs, they're great, and they serve kind of like two different sides of what Stephen Wilson is kind of going for on this next album. Like King Ghost, that is the like probably the most electronic and I don't want to say the most pop, but, you know, just like the most far off left bass from the music that he makes. Like you hear like more processed vocals mm -hmm. and it's a very exciting song. This song... It actually got leaked back in January, so a few fans had heard it. And the ones that have, they said, like, oh, this is going to be the best song off the album. And I don't know. It's it's my second favorite, but 12 Things I Forgot, that to me is, like, really, like, peak Stephen Wilson songwriting. You got, like, the, the bright sounds, the beautiful singing, the great lyrics. And, you know, it's it's more proof that, you know, even though he has experimented more on this release... He's still in, he's still in touch with his roots. The 12 things I forgot all happened today, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's how the week is going. <laughs> pretty much, and I can't believe it's Wednesday already at this point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and uh speaking of other favorite artists, new one from Dua Lipa, but this one is kind of special because it's a bonus track off of the French version of her new album but it sounds more like something that would be off her first album yeah it's uh it's very much Dua Lipa and I not am so confused as to why it is just off the French uh release I think it's just track. because of the guest star to be honest like uh I I I Angele um hang on I had to turn down my volume so it didn't come blaring through and Angela, something like that. Yeah, but you know, French is so obviously, you know, getting more of that, you know, cross market appeal in there. I think probably some special editions of Future Nostalgia that are going to be coming out are going to have this track too. And you know, obviously, it got released as a single over here. But you know, I dig it. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's really good. It's straight up what you would expect from Dua Lipa. That's for sure. Definitely, and another quite a left change for us now like, yeah going from dua lipa into this yeah system of a down after 15 years of being like completely inactive in the studio finally releases a couple of songs 
Tim sends the list over and I start scrolling through the list and I was like, what the hell? Why is System of a Down on here? <laughs> How could we not talk about System of a Down when I they're know. releasing a new music? Like they're I one know. of like the biggest rock bands ever. I'm just saying I did not expect it. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't expecting the songs to be so good. Um, so we got Protect the Land and then Genocidal Humanoids. Yeah, so can you see a theme in these tracks? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, it's amazing how much you learn just from listening to music. Like, I found out that during 2020, during a pandemic, there's a whole freaking war going on, too. Really? Yeah, the <laughs> uh, Nagorno-Karabakh War. It's um, closely related to Armenia okay. and... You know, System of a Down, they are Armenian, so and they do like care care a lot about social causes. So, you know, they saw the conflict. They wanted to provide some support and they recorded a couple tracks with the uh, proceeds going towards that. It's like I I can't even begin to go into the detail on the war itself, so I'm not going to. I'm just gonna suggest and if anyone is interested, look into it yourselves and just come to your own conclusions. Yeah, okay, I will have to do that, because, yeah, with all the craziness that has been going on on this side of the world, I have, like, completely blocked out what's coming from the other side of the world. No kidding. <laughs> so that fact right there is uh, quite substantial to me. Uh, okay, then we have... Okay, actually, before we move on, which of your two is... Uh, which of those two is your favorite? I'd have to say protect the land yeah. like genocidal humanoids. It's a good song, but it just kind of like leans too far into like the weirdness of system of the down. Like right. I like, I like it when they're more melodic, the weird stuff is good, but you know, just, it doesn't do it for me quite as much as the more melodic side of their discography. Okay. So now moving on two chains and quarantine thick. Yeah. And this is a track that I think is just like, it's going to be one of those songs that just does not age well, but in the moment, I find it to be a fun song. Um, <laughs> this is about the time where we're going to see a lot of these artists who have made it big on mainstream already and whatnot start coming out with these songs because of the fact that everyone's been, you know, hunkered down for eight, nine months now, and they've had a lot of time on their hands to do songwriting. And here yeah, we well, are. We've already, we've already seen it already. Uh, Chromio released a whole EP about... Oh, right. Yeah, and it, I didn't like it at first, but that kind of grew on me. Uh, Charlie XCX also released a whole album. Again, not her best work, but, you know, given the circumstances, it's pretty darn good. But the real question is, how well is this stuff going to age after the pandemic? Oh, you know, not good, not good at all. Everybody's no. just gonna, everybody's gonna want to get it out of their mind that this happened, right? Yeah. So, so the music, while it's good in the moment, uh, ex don't expect it to be on the radio or on anybody's playlist really in a year from now. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of music that I've just been like listening to instead of my favorite albums. Just so I don't associate that with the trauma of 2020. That's a very good way of putting it. The trauma of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Well, because let's face it, it's, it's been a shit show for us. We're going to come out of this very traumatized. Oh, 
hands down, 100%. Yeah. Okay, next. <laughs> okay, this reads like a Mad Lib, but it's real. <laughs> Swaley off the Sponge on the Run movie. Yes, SpongeBob SquarePants with Tyga and Lil Mosey. It's called Krabby Step. And it slaps. <laughs> oh my gosh. You hear the first uh, 20 seconds or whatever of the song. And it's got the the dude who had the messed up order at uh, the Krusty Krab. And you're like, oh my gosh, that takes me back to my childhood right there. Oh yeah. You know exactly which episode that is from. You know basically the the reference word for word. And you're just like, oh my god, what is happening right now? And then it just turns out to be one of the more fun rap songs of 2020. Like, I enjoyed every single second of this. Like, the the use of Spongebob music, Sway Lee's voice, everyone involved in this. Like, it's just, it's everyone having a good time and not taking themselves too seriously. And th- I enjoy that. And you know what? Um... I'm going to throw this out there. I don't think Sway Lee does a lot of bad stuff. Oh, no. Guy's got a great voice. Oh, yeah. And and everything he's on seems to be catchy or in a movie or both. (laughs) That's true. Like, Sunflower is like the biggest song of like 2017, 2018. And gosh, I actually haven't. Now that I, I say it out loud, I have not heard Sunflower in a hot minute. I need to listen to that song after this. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse is now on Netflix as well. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have a I had a copy on Blu-ray, so I'm glad that's, you know, I can watch it on Netflix while I wait to get back my DVD collection. There you go. Uh, Maluma and the Weeknd with a remix out. I is this actually pronounced Hawaii? Is it a Hawaii? What is it? No, it's pronounced Hawaii. Okay. Okay. It just looks weird. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'd never heard of Maluma. This song just kind of, it kind of popped up on, uh, on my YouTube feed at one point. And, you know, since it had the weekend in it, oh, okay, we'll check this out. And I'm not really much into some of the new Latin hip hop that's out there, but I, I enjoyed this. I found it just to be super chill, kind of relaxing to listen to. Uh, I thought the weekend's voice was great on here. Uh, Maluma obviously sounds great. And I mean, it goes back to kind of what we were just saying about Sway Lee. There's a good chance if it's got the weekend on it, it's going to do well. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, I'm just like fan for life of oh, the weekend. Uh, who isn't at this point? Yeah. Oh, and we got some uh, some new Foo Fighters. Yeah, okay, so they performed this. They dropped this as a surprise for everyone. They performed it on Saturday Night Live, the same night that the election results came out. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's going to be kind of like tied to to Trump losing. So I'm I'm pro- I'm going to forever love that song in that regard. But it's not the you best know, Foo. Compared to the rest of their music, it's it's, it's okay. just meh. It's uh, it's not the best foo. It's good, but it's not the best foo. Yeah, but I will also say that it is a little better than some of the other Foo Fighter songs that have come out on their last True. couple albums. Like this, this manages to kind of stick in my in my head more than say the Sky Is the Neighborhood. Yeah, um, 
And let's be honest, you're not going to be 90s and early 2000s Foo Fighter. Oh, well, who really can? True. Like, Foo Fighters in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, like, that, that is just, like, unstoppable. They were, they were definitely in their prime. Yeah. Uh, And then we have Falja coming out with a new one called Minefields. Yeah, collaboration with John Legend. I remember hearing Falja when, you know, she had her first song off of the launch I didn't really like that one, but I like this song. I think the thing with the first one that she had, it was the same as everything else you were hearing on the radio in terms of that very melodic orchestral ballad sounding song. And and you're just like, okay, so this is just, this is the same. I'm looking for different. Yeah. But now we have something a little bit different and also like, her sound that she kind of developed like back then it was popular. Now you don't hear it as much. So you kind of have a little bit of nostalgia for it now. And you know, John legend, I am a sucker for anything that he's a part of. So like, yeah, the fact that he is on there, like, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this. I like, I like his voice and the two sound very good together. Yeah. I would agree on that one. Um, I I think though it's because they do kind of have similar styles that they sound good together. So yeah, um, it would be interesting to see what Fauja would do teamed up with uh, somebody who may be a little different in terms of style and whatnot with her. Maybe it's something we need to try out. Maybe maybe have like her work with an EDM producer, like maybe David Guetta or something. <gasps> um. Now we're getting into Sia territory here. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, and then Armin Van Buren with uh, Feel Something, brand new one from him. Yeah, I was a little taken aback by this one. It sounds quite different from what I'm used to hearing from him, because like obviously like Armin Van Buren, biggest name in trance music, but this sounds a little little more a little less melodic. That's just more of a more of a good beat to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that we really need in 2020 is kind of these like feel good, uh, even like feel good beat type songs, too. Yeah. And it really does live up to the name. It it makes me feel something Ah. and it makes me feel good feelings. There we go. There we go. Yeah. (sighs) Makes you happy. (laughs) Yeah. And another Another art, bunch of artists that I am just super excited to hear from. This is a band that I got into kind of late last year because like I, I discovered their their first album, uh, Pale Waves, back with a new single called Change. It's uh, it it kind of throws you for a loop. This one, it does, especially if you listen to like the music that they were playing before. Like they were. They were kind of like the cure almost like mm-hmm. bringing in that kind of sound. But now I hear a lot of Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds like old school Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Um, but also it starts off like you're expecting more of like a mid tempo song. And then all of a sudden, just as soon as the chorus hits, there's the rock. <laughs> it is, but it's, 
it's a musical itch that has not been scratched for me in years. And even though it's different from what I'm used to for Pale Waves, I am all for it. And I can't wait to hear what else they're going to come up with. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, this is going to be kind of a, a, a Canadian icon and a Canadian throwback all mixed into one with this one. Dead Mouse and Kaiza with Bridged by a Light Wave. Yeah, and this is just really exactly what I expected to hear. Yeah. Mixing the two of them oh. together. Have Dead Mouse's anthemic production with Kaiza's beautiful beautiful voice and they just work so well together they do absolutely i don't think anyone's gonna disagree on this one yeah and i like that there are three different versions of the song i like that you have like this you know shorter version that uh i sent over to scott for this but then there's also like the huge long nine minute production which you know it has much more of dead mouse than kaiza but it still manages to like just keep me captured and wanting to hear more i could just listen to loops of this for forever plus um those who know tim will know that he is a fan of longer songs oh absolutely <laughs> at one point i got sent over a 10 minute song i'm like I'll, i'm in this one for a long haul <laughs> yeah uh but and really like 10 minutes isn't even that long i <laughs> I'll send. I'll send you compared to what in Agata de Vida. <laughs> Longer. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait till I show you swans. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, Billie Eilish. Therefore, I am, which is a very typical Billie Eilish song. Yeah, and at this point, it's it's already a hit. It's more of the same stuff we're already used to hearing from Billie Eilish. She's got that consistency. It's still pretty good, but it does leave me wanting to hear something a little different from her. Yeah, I, I think it's, I always find it so funny because on Billie Eilish songs, you have like the the part that is much more mainstream and then you get the part of it that is just like, okay, Billie, as a radio station, we are not airing this part. Yeah. <laughs> because I know the version that, we're using on our uh, top 40 stations uh, when you cut things down. I think it's like maybe two minutes and two seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then you have like that last like 30 seconds. I have heard some radio stations play that last part though. Uh, yeah. And I, you heard it too on bad guy where yeah. some radio stations did. We opted not to. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's still, you're getting the meat of what's really important in that Billie Eilish song. Yeah. But still, I'm curious. Will we get something a little bit different from her? I'm excited to to hear her grow more as an artist when, as she releases more new music. For sure. Yeah. And Lil Nas X. He has a new one out. It's called Holiday. And like this Billie Eilish song, this one also kind of like left me wondering, like, okay, are, are you going to do something different? Well, I mean, at least it's not a rap song trying to be a country song. No. Yeah, at least it's different. But still, like, it's... If you've heard any other Lil Nas X song besides Old Town Road, I kind of feel like you've heard this one already. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was the What was the second single that came out? Panini. Yes. Oh, my God. 
Hey, Benini, yeah. don't you be a meanie. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I mean, I get you have to rhyme, but man, that lyric made no goddamn sense. I mean, it's a catchy enough song. But I, I still want to hear something a little different. I I don't want Lil Nas X to be stuck to one hit wonder status. I don't want that. He deserves more. <laughs> Does he though? <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I'll give him a couple more chances. Okay. Uh, this one's definitely one that you're probably excited for. A little bit. Hame and Feel the Thunder. Yeah. I... I think their latest album, Women in Music Part 3, one of my favorite albums of 2020. This is kind of a departure from that. Like, it actually, like, feels like, you know, kind of more of a hard rock song. And I like this this change in sound for them. And I wish that this song wasn't stuck on a kid's movie. Yeah, so it comes from the Croods and New Age uh, is the soundtrack it's on. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still good nonetheless. Yeah. And I mean, every once in a while, there will be that one like kids movie soundtrack that just like hits harder than it has to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that happens. At least it's not like off some sort of soundtrack for Paw Patrol or Frozen. Yeah. And I mean, the first Croods movie, I, I actually really enjoyed that one. I haven't seen this one yet. I I don't care about it too much, but, you know. I think Nicolas Cage is in it, so I'll probably check it out at some point. <laughs> I, I also saw the link that you sent her over earlier about Nicolas Cage's swear word show. I cannot wait to see that. <laughs> that like, is going to be amazing. Like, that is what we needed in 2020. Yeah, like, no more of this Tiger King bullshit. Just give me, give me Nicolas Cage <laughs> eloquently discussing the history of foul language. It's, 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 it's poetic. <laughs> it is and like the trailer for it it's it it really is something that was just like handpicked for nicholas cage you know that meme of uh, of lisa simpson like holding out the coffee cup and like pouring yeah. coffee in yeah that is me with this new show <laughs> tim's all there for it yeah uh okay and starley's back yeah another uh another artist that you know i has grown on me, especially with this remix of Better With You. Like, I love the tropical vibes to it. And that's been kind of a, a trend over the past few years. It's something that I'm all all for. I just wish that this came out in the summer. Yeah, it is very much one of those submarine vibe type songs. That's for sure. But at the same time, like with stuff we've had in the past from Starly that's come out, like Call On Me and stuff like that, um... It's still catchy. It is. It's just super. It hooks super you in. Catchy. There's something about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a perfect Canadian collaboration, I would say. Brett Kissel and Walk Off the Earth and A Few Good Stories. Okay. So before we talk about the music itself, I wanted to take a moment and just talk about the cover art for this single. <laughs> Is that not the laziest album artwork that you have ever seen in your life? <laughs> but it's Brett's dog, Charlie. <laughs> I know, it's it's a cute picture. But 
the album it, it looks like it was made on like one of those like photo editor one of those free photo editors online and they just use like whatever default font was there i'm gonna compare this to the first websites we had in this company when i started where it looked like you pu- typed it up on microsoft word and hit publish yeah that exactly that, that, that's basic it looks like they put a picture of charlie in and just used ariel to put in a few good stories brett kissel and walk off the earth yeah, and I mean, I get, I get that you know, it's for a single, and not too many people are probably going to be looking at the artwork, but there are people who look, and you got to do better. So, and then in this song as well, there is a reference. It's not in the original. It's not in just the Brett solo version. There is a reference though in the Walk Off the Earth verse. Uh, about drinking Deuce Vodka, which is now uh, what Brett and his wife Cecilia are part owners in, is Deuce Vodka. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so well, it, the, the original version that we play on our country stations says, drink some good whiskey. And then <laughs> Walk Off the Earth goes in, and they're just like, oh, let's just name drop Brett's company. <laughs> well, I mean... It's pretty easy to name drop stuff in a country song. Talk to Bud Light. (laughs) Or Ford. Oh, but honestly, how many songs, how many country songs are there that mention Bud Light? There's at least two that come to mind that are fairly recent. One is um, Hardy's One Beer. And the other is Luke Bryan's new one called Down to One. Yeah. They both mention Bud Light in it, and I'm, um, what's the other one? Like, Luke Combs has one that mentions Bud Light in it, and there's a bunch. Which is weird, because, like, you think, like, once these country stars making better money, you think they'd start, like, drinking, like, actually, like, decent beer, too. I was about to say, yeah, not the watered-down crap. Like, you're yeah, drinking like, diet beer, guys. Yeah. Like, try, <laughs> get some... Get some like local brewery stuff. Like get some like Ribstone. Oh yeah, shout out to uh, to Ribstone Creek. Love there those guys. There we go. And no, that is not sponsored. <laughs> I just, I'm just a fan. Oh, uh, that being said, in certain situations, it would be hard to do. Like with the local breweries to name drop. Like I don't know, Medicine Hat Brewing Company. Try putting that in. Also, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> oh hey, I got an idea. We should make like a, a new version of I've been everywhere, but it's like instead of listing hey. places that people have been, it's like all the brew, all the different like uh, local breweries around Canada. There we go. I've drank everywhere, everywhere, man. I've drank everywhere. Uh, no word of a lie. I have one ugly Christmas sweater and that ugly Christmas sweater is from Hell's Basement Brewery in Medicine Hat. Oh, that's cool. You gotta you gotta show me a picture of that sometime. Ugly Christmas sweaters are the bomb. Uh, but as for the song, <laughs> we kind of got on a little tangent yes, here. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So back to the song. It's okay. Uh, it, it It's decent CanCon that uh, yeah. gets you feeling good at about this time of year when everyone's kind of down in the dumps because of the new restrictions and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, like Brett Kessel... You can always count on him to make a, to make a good song. Like I, I have yet to hear a Brett Kissel song that I don't like. And to be honest, who doesn't want to have a few good stories to tell? 
right? I know I'm going to have a few after this. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, 303 and 100 Gex, Lonely Machines. Yeah. And this one's kind of a weird juxtaposition because this is both one of 303's most experimental songs and also probably one of the most basic songs 100 Gex has ever been a part of. <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth, though? Yeah. Oh, oh, hang on. There's a great comment on the YouTube video. Yeah. Com- combine the two. 403 Gex. Oh. <laughs> they missed it. They missed a prime uh, <laughs> branding spree here. <laughs> yeah. Prime branding spree with, uh, I I think a prime number. I don't know. Any any math any math nerds out there, please correct me. Check my work. <laughs> we don't have to do math. We work in radio. The machines do it for us. <laughs> we still have to do CanCon. The machines do it for us. <laughs> Touche. Oh, have you seen a music scheduler system? It puts it right in for us. All we have to do is put a little C coding and it does the rest. Yeah. <sighs> yeah it, it it's good though it's good yeah and i think this it could be a nice comeback for 303 they're kind of a guilty pleasure for me like don't trust me that is that was kind of my jam my guilty pleasure jam back like uh back when i was first starting high school I was, when fair. i was still like the the edgy metal kid who secretly liked some pop music and 303 was one of those acts to be fair they did have a lot of bops they did that like, one. They're starstruck. There was my first kiss. Oh, that one slaps hard. <laughs> like they were, they were kind of like in that like wave of music. Like it was them, Kesha, LMFAO, and Cobra Starship. Like that kind of like sleazy pop music. They're the ones that you know you could always count on being on the PA system at Blue Notes. <laughs> oh hell yeah. That is the best uh, analogy I could give on this one. <laughs> it is. And, you know, 303, they ended up being, I guess, a really big influence for the whole hyper-pop sound that's going on right now. Uh, I think 100 Gex are influenced by them. Seeing, like, that, like, the one, the two generations of pop come together, it's, it's a really cool sound. And I kind of hope that more radio stations add this because, like, as weird as it is, I do kind of think that 100 Gex is the future of pop music, even though I don't fully get it yet. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Uh, We have had a lot of double shots on this uh, on this list. And Bleachers is no different. Yeah, they've got, uh, first of all, Chinatown out with the boss. uh, Who's again, shout out, going to be performing on SNL this month. Uh, And 45 as well. They're out with. Yeah, and, you know, Bleachers, it's a Jack Antonoff project. Obviously a great producer, great musician. But I really wasn't feeling either of these songs. No, not really. Yeah, like, the music itself is okay. But goddamn, Jack Antonoff needs to sing clearer and, like, enunciate. (laughs) Don't mumble. (laughs) I mean, fair. There's not much more to say about this. On Chinatown, I couldn't tell where Jack Antonoff ended and Bruce Springsteen began. Oh, that is a big problem right there. Yeah. And I I, I kind of felt like the boss was just kind of throwing it in there. I mean, you get a lot of that when, like, uh, an 
I don't want to say an older artist, a nostalgic artist teams yeah. up with a newer artist. You tend to get a lot of that happening. I know, but it, it's Springsteen, though. The guy doesn't half-ass anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. <sighs> yeah. And another throwback artist. This time, this was, a, this was a track that I was super impressed with. David Gilmore with his first new song in a while called Yes, I Have Ghosts. This should have almost came out in October. I agree. Spooky season. Yeah. But this is this song, it's just more evidence that David Gilmore is superior to Roger Waters. Oh, it's been out since July. <laughs> I just clicked it got on the video. It released as a record store day single, so that's why I put it on the okay. list. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, this was released in July. What happened? <laughs> record store day, that's what happened. Uh, that makes a little more sense now. Yeah, but I don't know, it's... It's a little different than what I was expecting because it's not really as electronic as you'd normally hear. Because like David Gilmore stuff, it uses like a lot of like organs and synthesizers. No, yeah. instead you have like a string section. Strange. <laughs> so strange. It is, but it works so well. And his daughter Romani sings on it too. And like she has a really good voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's... David Gilmore is just the master of setting a mood. And this song just does that so well. Fair enough. All right. Uh, also, God is an astronaut is out with a song called Bur a Burial. Yeah, it's a new single off of their upcoming album called uh, Ghost Tapes 10. And well, that's this is actually a band that I stumbled. The song name. Yeah. This is a band that I stumbled across almost entirely by accident, actually. Like, I had no prior knowledge of them. I'd never heard about them from anyone. I just, like, was randomly scrolling through YouTube, and I found some of something off their two, one of their 2005 albums, and that kind of blew me away. And when I saw this pop up on my, like, streaming feed, I was like, oh, well, check this out. And, you know, it's more of what i love from god as an astronaut just super laid back but then out of nowhere you just get the, like that intensity oh for sure it's uh it, it's it, it's a it's quite the build-up to get to it but you get there yeah absolutely and that build-up it's just so rewarding and i i kind of consider this to be just like something that you'd hear like during a laser show at a planetarium oh for sure for sure yeah uh, going back to the country side of things, Thomas Rhett has a new one out called What's Your Country Song? Uh, Not this one. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it seems a little lazy. Because he, a little. he used a lot of lyrics um, from other country songs in the past you know you've got um like barefoot blue g knight is in that and a few others um there's a clip of an interview that he did though about this song and he's basically he encouraged people to pay attention to the lyrics not the titles that are in there if that makes sense but i mean if it's all titles <laughs> I mean, we kind of had this done already a couple of years ago. Old Dominion came out with a song yeah. called Song for Another Time. Yeah. And like, it's. Like, and that one mentions like Sweet Caroline stuff. and 
a few others and yeah it's it's basically the same thing yeah it's like don't name drop stuff if you want to if you want to reference it then do a cover or a sample or a sample just don't don't just say the name in the song like (laughs) write some lyrics don't just read me your playlist okay i know this is a uh music meeting about new stuff but if we go back to that old dominion song like they are name dropping songs out of format in that one like uh brown eyed girl sweet caroline uh i'm trying to think of the others it's not coming to me at the moment but thomas retz what's your kind what's your country song is much along the same lines as that old dominion one pretty much but which of the two which one do you think did it better i'm gonna go with old dominion just because of the fact that the rest of the song they weren't lazy with the lyrics in okay i'll give you that i'll i'll agree with you there okay okay um miley cyrus uh is out with a new song as well i mean there's been a lot of miley cyrus and new this year uh she's got covers that she's doing of metallica she's got a cover of heart of glass by blondie and she has this one with dua lipa called prisoner yeah and you know i'm not the biggest miley cyrus fan but the last couple of singles that she's put out i've been really impressed like Midnight Sky, that was I think one of my favorite singles of this year. And Prisoner, it I get a lot of Olivia Newton John vibes from this song, but you know, it's it's more like taking that 80s sound and freshening it up a little bit. Yeah, bringing it bringing the nostalgic sound into the modern era. Yeah, and you know, if Miley Cyrus wants to do more of this, like especially with how great her most recent album has been, you know what? If she keeps going with this, I might have to be a fan. And I mean, the not fact, there yet, but I'm getting there. And I mean, the fact that she teamed up with Dua Lipa too, who has also been on that '80s nostalgic vibe this uh, past year, uh, like that was a no-brainer for her. Absolutely, and yeah, I've especially because I'm I've been a Dua Lipa fan right since I first heard New Rules. Oh, totally. Yeah, like even before that, though, like uh, blow your mind was it it wasn't as big here in North America, but it was huge in the UK. Yeah. Um, Okay. can you introduce the next one while I prepare my rant, please? Okay. (laughs) so we have a couple Canadian boys, a couple couple good old Canada boys coming together and. You know, we we've had like mixed feelings about both of them over the years. Sean Mendez, you know, I've I've warmed up to him a little bit more. He has a couple songs I'm like, "Oh, hey, yeah, this is pretty good." The Beebs, I've gone from hating to being indifferent to just pitying. But yeah, our 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 two main main Canadian boys making the most boring song of late 2020. And with everything that Beaver has done, I didn't know that it was possible to get even more boring. It's called Monster, in case you haven't heard it yet. Let's put that out there. Yeah. Um, At the beginning, I'm like, okay, I could kind of dig the vibe behind it. Like, I could dig the the music, the rhythm, and the beat, and all that. And I didn't even mind 
Sean Mendez's verse to open things up. It was when we got to Bieber's verse where I was like, this is exactly the same as Lonely. Yes. Talking and about being put on a pedestal when he was only 15 years old and how the world expected so much of him and he was a dumb, stupid kid. And that shone through on Lonely and it's doing it again on Monster. Yeah. I feel like we need to just kind of say, you know, it's good to express yourself, but, you know, music isn't really a substitute for therapy. <laughs> Like, I, I'm actually seriously worried about what's going on with him right now because he was doing well. Yeah, like... And I know we know, shouldn't Peter, joke about that, but still. Yeah. Listen, we we won't make it make fun of your music anymore. Take a step back. Take a little break. Yeah. Get everything set straight. And we will... We'll be waiting for when you, are, when you come back with some new stuff and have something interesting to say. Just go hang out with Haley for a while. Yeah. Relax and just take a breather. Music will be here, beeps. Yeah. And, but, and you Mendes, know, you start putting in a little more effort. <laughs> shout out, though, uh, on this one to uh, to Christian Hall, one of the big radio guys here in Canada, uh, managed to fight for this one with the CRTC. And it is CanCon. Hell yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Christian, for helping out with that. <laughs> yep. Cheers to him. Exactly. Okay. Uh, out of all the songs on this list, which is the biggest hit potential? Let's see. Biggest hits. Um... I'm, I'm going to throw it out there and you can disagree with me if you want. But just based on the fact that A hasn't really had a hit in a while uh, that made it anything more than top 10. Miley Cyrus into a Lipa is what I'm going to throw out there. I was going to say pretty much the same thing. Like, yeah, that it's a great song. It's a song that I really want to be a hit. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to that. But, you know, if I have to choose something slightly different, I guess I will go with... I'll go with Pale Waves on this one because, like, okay. they they still have yet to have a major North American hit, and I want them too soon because, like, this is such an amazing band, and I really want them to get like super big around the world. The other one that is definitely uh, already climbing the charts and has that hit potential already is Billie Eilish's "Therefore I Am," and it is gonna get a huge push from TikTok because. Oh. TikTok yeah. latches onto Billie Eilish like that, and they already have with this song. Yeah, like, Therefore I Am, it's, like I said, pretty much a hit from the start already. But, you know, that's what happens when we take a break from doing this for a month. A lot of stuff to catch up on. <laughs> it was a nice month off, though, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, needed, I needed these few weeks. Like, yeah, I... I had a lot Between going moving, on. Starting a new job and just everything going on. I've just been a wreck. And I know I was about a month ahead of you in starting the new job, but I never really took a break from the podcast while I was yeah. doing that. And it was just nice to have that breather. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we're we're definitely gonna be probably working ahead a little bit just so we can have like a little more of a break. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Also, Want to give a shout out to Tim's internet? 
for yes. not screwing up this time. I have no editing yeah. to do. <laughs> it's because I actually, in the time since we uh, we last recorded, I actually went and got myself like a dedicated internet connection. Like instead of just using my landlord's Wi-Fi, got the smart hub going on, and now strictly for my desktop. Okay, good. Keep Nothing it else that way. uses it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know the struggle because I'm always like, is my internet going to crap out? It almost did it yesterday uh, when the restrictions were getting announced. But that's because my internet box, um, they didn't leave an internet port anywhere in the house for that matter. So my uh, router is plugged in in my panel room to the phone line. Oof. Yeah. I mean, not that far, but there is still a lot of Wi-Fi loss on that one. Yeah, yeah. And also, I guess, like, another word of advice from a guy who watches a lot of, like, tech videos on YouTube. We need to stop using the ISP-provided routers. We need to start buying our own. I mean, it was provided to me for no additional charge. I'm in radio. I'm cheap. (laughs) This podcast seems to evolve a lot over time. And as we get towards the end of the year, that's still happening. Next episode, we're going to start cranking up the holiday magic. And coming up on December 28th is the season finale. I'm going to share the music that I love the most this year and what I'm excited about for 2021. And we're also going to take a look back at the end of 2019 as well. I've also started DJing a little bit, mostly as a way to kill time and explore music in a new way. And maybe that'll become something more. Maybe it'll just stay a hobby. But once in a while, I might toss some mixes up online that you can listen to while you're waiting for the next episode of The Tim Gavin Show. Those will be posted up on The Tim Gavin Show Facebook page or through links in the show notes. Another reason why I decided to start doing this is because for a show about music, I figured I should start playing a little more of it. So check out the episode description and here are the first mix that I've made. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to The Tim Gavin Show wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review me where you can, and like the podcast on Facebook. Links in the show notes along with all my sources, music credits, and further listening. Additional production for the music meeting by Scott Mitchell. I'm Tim Gavin. I'll talk to you next time.